Hey guys, welcome to season three of the From Hurt to Heal podcast. This episode, I want to discuss how some of the things that I went through in my previous relationships kind of transformed me into where I am now. So, in retrospect, there were some things that I did wrong. I'm not going to say that my marriage or my relationships ended solely based on someone else's actions because obviously I contributed some part to that. And at this point, I've just had to realize where I messed up and figure out things that I can do to prevent those same things from happening. Now, it's really hard when you get into a flow of doing things and you have always done those things. It's really hard to break those patterns. Let's just say women, we snoop. I'm one of which. Yeah, I snoop. And snooping kind of frustrates your person because it's like, okay, you don't trust me. You don't trust me enough to believe what I'm telling you. So it's like, now you got to go looking for something. And I feel like on both ends, there's a fault. Now, it is absolutely wrong to go looking in someone else's personal belongings, looking through the phone or whatever. It's wrong. Not condoning it. I also feel like, I'll just say for women, when we get that gut feeling, something doesn't sit right, feels like we're being lied to, um, or we just need, you know, that little piece, that, that final confirmation that of course, most people aren't willing to give that information because if everyone was, was so upfront, there would be no need for lying. So it wouldn't be any need for snooping or, or looking through a phone or anything of that sort. So I feel like we we snoop and go through phones and anything else we can because we need to find something. And of course, you know, the saying is when you go looking for something, you will find it. And that's fact. I can't even I can't even say that that's not going to be the case because it is. And obviously, every time that I've gone to look for something, I found it. And that's my fault because at that point, it's like I I break a level of trust that my person has for me because, okay, yeah, you gave me the code to your phone or maybe you didn't give me the code to your phone and I just figured it out. Whatever the case may be, you trusted me enough to be in your presence and then I go looking through your stuff. But on the flip side, if there was nothing to be found, then there would really be no issue. If there weren't anything that was, you know, any piece of me that was saying, oh, no, that don't even sound right. If we didn't get that little gut feeling, that little inkling, then, hey, we wouldn't have to go looking for stuff. So there's kind of a fault on both parts. Like if you hadn't been telling me half-truths, I'll say, then there would be no need for me to go looking for anything. 
in that aspect, what I've started doing is I've started praying. And I've started, and I'm not going to really say that I've just started doing that because that's something that I was always doing. It's just, there was something that'd be like, okay, I I can't wait on God. I'm going to go look for it right now. And then I wasn't ready for what I found. And then the outcome just didn't, it, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. So most of the time in the end of my relationships, I would start to pray about it and I just have a conversation and say look God I don't care what it is something doesn't feel right whatever it is I need you to reveal it to me no matter how bad it's going to hurt me I need you to show me what it is let me face it and help me fix it show me what to do once I see what I need to see And pretty much, that's how I started getting my insight. That's how I started getting the, getting the tea, getting the, the low. I would go to God. And if there's anybody that could show me any better with, without telling me any half-truths, it was him. And plenty and many a times there were things that I did not want to see. But I asked for it. And I say, regardless of how bad it's going to hurt me, I need to know. And then in the very end, it's like, I need you to tell me what I need to do. Now, I'm not going to say that God told me, oh, go, you know, run and get a divorce. Because, of course, we know that God despises divorce. But at the same time, I feel like. He was telling me to love me. And I love me enough to know that any man that truly wants to be in my life and love me is going to want to be with me only and not step outside of our relationship. Because. I wouldn't need to be placed in those predicaments if it was a situation where somebody wanted me and me only. So I needed to know how to get out of it. And I needed to figure out how to put myself back together after that. So just like the the whole snooping, that, that was one of the things that I felt like was my fault. I even went so far, and I'm not even ashamed to say it, because y'all, law, when you are divorcing, they can require you to be separated for a year or not have any sexual contact for a year. And adultery is something that you need to prove. So I went so far as to get a tracker put on my ex's car to figure out where he was going. Now, of course, I already was looking 
I had already found stuff. So I didn't need to actually go through the phone because our phones were on the same plan. So I see that you went so hard as to just start texting this person from your phone and I can see the call records and I'm getting a PDF of the bill and it's like hundreds of pages because you're texting this person so much. I look up the phone number. Phone number brings up an address. Put the tracker in the phone, I mean, in in the car, the number that was linked to the phone with that address happened to come up on the tracker. I put the tracker in the car about 7 a.m. By 5 p.m., I knew that location that was in the phone was the same address that was being tracked on the tracker. That's all I needed. So, the tracker stayed charged for days. And over the course of several days, I would see activity going to this place. Every day. You would go from home to another spot, then to this spot. So, I kept that for my records. For court, along with all the other supporting evidence that I had. And that was my fault. Because, yes, I went so far as to do all of that. But I will say that I didn't do all of that. And it was in vain because I left the situation. But I think my other fault was building a case. And I feel like that in many instances prior to that, was I building a case to give me something to argue or was I building a case like that final incident to walk away. In previous incidents, I wasn't doing that to walk away. I was driving myself crazy, building a case to only figure out how we can get past it. And in some instances, you can't get past it. And that was my fault. Because I did not walk away. The first time it happened. And we do that. We give people second and third, fourth, fifth, hundredth times. And then at the end of the day, we are these people who go snooping and following and picking and prying. And we do this and it drives us crazy. Because I became almost obsessed with checking the call log every day or checking the alarm to see what time you came in the house, riding past the job to see if you were really at work, you know, just doing crazy stuff. I drove myself crazy 
And it's like I'm trying to prove myself as this, oh, I'm your wife or I'm your girl and I did this and I did that. And no. I drove myself crazy trying to forgive someone and give them another chance to break my heart again. Not give another chance to make a relationship work. Because you've already shown me who you are. Now, I'm not saying that people can't change. People do change. But when you're constantly allowing someone to continue to make the same mistakes. And you're not giving them any type of punishment. Or consequence for those mistakes. They're going to continue to make the same mistakes. Because they know they can They know you're not going to do anything but get mad and get upset about it. And then the next day, it's like nothing happened. This is why people take advantage. Because why do they really need to do right if they can do wrong? Be in the doghouse for a couple days or whatever and... Be back in your good graces like nothing ever happened after some makeup sex or a date night or whatever. It's like nothing ever happened. That was my fault. And I've done that in many and many of relationships. And a part of me is like, I just love hard. But then it's like, do you really love hard or do you lack some type of love for yourself? I had to really think about that. And it hasn't been a, it hasn't been an easy assessment when looking in the mirror like, oh, you know, you know, you deserve so much better. You tell yourself all these affirmations. You've written this book. You have this podcast. It's like, what did you really accept? What are you willing to accept the next time? And are you strong enough to walk away if it happens again? That's hard to face yourself in the mirror and talk and talk yourself through it and realize that, you know what, maybe I maybe I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. And I feel like we beat ourselves up sometimes because We allow ourselves to be human. We allow ourselves to be hurt. We allow ourselves to feel. But we get to a certain point where we're like, oh, I'm I'm all, I got it all together. You know, I got the house, the kids, the the picket fence, the everything. And it's as if nothing can ever happen to you. You may have all of these accolades, but at the same time, you're still going to be hurt. You're still going to be loved. You're still going to be broken at some point. Like you're still going to go through the same things that everyone else goes through. You're not exempt from that. So no matter what I've accomplished in life. I can still come across people who don't value me the same way that I value me. So they're going to treat me less. Even though. 
I've gotten to a certain level in my self-growth or in my career or on my success level period, there are still some people that are not going to value me the way that I value me. There's still going to be some people who are not going to respect my hustle or even want to acknowledge what I've been through. There are still going to be people that come into my life and be like, oh, you're not the only one who's ever been hurt or ever been in this type of relationship or ever buried a child or ever, you know, there's still going to be people who are not going to really see where you're coming from and be able to treat you like that. Treat you like a survivor or treat you like someone who is resilient. You still just going to be a regular person to some people. The fact of the matter is you really are just a human. And it's okay that you've been hurt. But I feel like I'm. Let me say I have bonded with a certain group of people who. In a sense can relate to me. And we treat each other like I got you, like I see you, we're here. I know what you've gone through. I know what you've been delivered from and I know where you're going and I respect that. So I feel like in a new relationship, there are, I don't want to say like there are people who should treat you different because of what you've gone through. I don't mean it that way, but I mean if I'm if if I'm opening up to someone and I'm being vulnerable enough to share what I've been through in previous relationships, I feel like that person should be able to respect that and see you. Y'all should have a certain level of understanding. You respect where they've come from. You respect what they've been delivered from and vice versa. So you love a little different. So that's why I feel like this whole self-awareness time and self-reflection that I've had I realized that my ex-husband prepared me for my next husband. Because there's just some things that I need. And there are some things that I'm not willing to tolerate. And I'm going to accept people for who they are. But if you're not that for me. I don't have time to waste. So I'm going to move on. That's what I had come to. I don't want to be in a position where I feel like I have to invest so much time, give so many chances until you figure out when you want to get it right. 
I've been there and I've done that. I'm tired of giving chance after chance. I need you to respect where I am. I need you to appreciate me for who I am. And I do require you to love me a little differently. I'm not saying, oh, baby, I know that this happened to you in the past, so um, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to bring that up. Don't walk on eggshells with me, but just respect the fact that I've been there. And I don't want to go through that anymore. And I know that women say it, or men say it, you know, don't string me alone. Tell me the truth. Don't think that it's something that I can't handle. Like if it's something that you, you really bother by and it'd be like, I'm like, for real, this is, this is fact. If it's something that you feel like you don't like about me, or it's some reason that you feel like you want to go do you, I will respect you a thousand times more if you tell me the truth and walk away and break my heart at that moment than me finding out that you've gone out and done something that's going to break my heart even more. So you think that it's okay that you get to lie to me by withholding what you're feeling because that is deception as well. Not being upfront about how you feel, that's deception. So you can deceive me. You can go out and cheat on me, which is another form of deception. Then you're going to lie to me about that because you're not being upfront telling me that you cheated. So that's more deception. And then I find out. So you broke my heart about four times with one act. Or maybe it occurred over several different occurrences. Maybe you've been, been doing it. Just imagine how many times you've broken my heart. Instead of just coming out saying, look, I don't think that this relationship is for me. Bam. One time. I will pick up my face and walk away. Period. But see, people don't get that. They think that. Oh, I can do this and you won't know. So it's nothing. And I can keep doing it because you've forgiven me. So it's nothing. And then you end up playing with someone's heart and then it gets ugly. When it doesn't have to be because I just feel like you should have learned from your past mistakes. Especially if you've been given another chance. How many chances do you need to get it right? If you need that many chances to get it right, then obviously that person is not for you. Because I believe that people can make mistakes. I do believe that. You made a bad decision. You had a a slip up. Not to really say that that's excusable, but. You make a mistake. 
I can forgive a mistake. But once you start doing it over and over again, it's no longer a mistake. It's a habit. That's who you are. And unfortunately, that's not what I want. So if it's taking you that many times, then obviously I'm not what you want. Because you keep slipping up. Instead of just saying what it is, you're thinking that you're going to get your, you're going to have your cake and eat it too. No. But that was my fault. I kept trying to pull out potential in people. So those things I'm no longer willing to accept. If you can't get it right, it's because you don't want to get it right. So don't string me along. Don't fake it. Don't act like it's, it, it's you know, oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I messed up. No, that's who you are. And it's okay if that's who you are because that person is not for me. And I feel like we, we all need to be honest with ourselves if that's something that is kind of like a, a demon for us. If that's, if that's a side that we really need to work on, then you need to work on that. But you need to do that by yourself. Don't try to work on that in a relationship because all you're doing is hurting the person you're in a relationship with because you're trying to work through that daggone demon. And you're hurting somebody while you're in a relationship with them. That's something you got to pray through. You got to work through. You got to ask God to remove that. You need to be by yourself. Because all you're doing is hurting the main person and the side person all at once. And then you're hurting yourself. Because you can lose somebody good by being who you are. If that's who you are. So there are there, there were definitely some moments in my relationship where I felt like, oh, that hurt was my fault. On top of, you know, just being a woman, we nag, we complain, we get it. We do it. Don't a man want to come home to fussing and nagging and why you ain't do this? Why you ain't do that? And that, 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 Yeah, we get it. We know. But we do it anyway. We do. And that was my fault. And that is something that I'm definitely going to have to keep praying on because I don't know. I just, that's what I do. I fuss. I nag. Yeah, it's me. We all have flaws. That's mine. But I know where I messed up. And I'm not even really saying that, oh, had I done this right then my relationship wouldn't have been like this. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that 
some things that I did in my past relationships, I could have prevented some level of heartache if I would have taken some measures to walk away and not give so many chances. Sometimes if I had just listened to my gut instead of trying to find out stuff, I could have just walked away. Because the gut never lies. If it's not gas, then it is what it is. It's our intuition. And gas don't feel like intuition. So it was what it was. And like I said, I gave chance after chance instead of loving me more and walking away. Because me loving me is not going to allow me to go through all of that. Because loving me would be just that. I would love me more than to accept anything less than the best. So if I saw that somebody was not appreciating me. And willing to put me first and willing to be there for me with just me, I would have walked away immediately. But it's a learning process. No matter what I've been through in any relationship, it's just a it's just a moment for me to reflect and grow from that and learn from that. And understand what I'm not willing to accept going forward. And really take a look at what I allowed in the past. Because it didn't work. So it's like, what can you do different? So yes, I now know my part. In... Pretty much all of my relationships, I'll say, not just my marriage, because most of my relationships ended off the same issue. So, yes, I did have to sit back and think, are you the issue? Because here we go and every relationship ending just about the same way. What are you doing? And it's like. I am not. Showing people that I can be lost. If you do this, this can happen. There's nothing to lose. And then one day it just ends. So I'm like, I don't want to have to go through that no more. I'm going to go out this time with a bang. Like I love me. And if you aren't willing to love me like I love me. Then I got to go. I'm not going to give anyone else a a chance to say. I'm going to go with this person rather than you. No, no. It's always me. So I'm going to choose me. You can pick up your face and walk away. And that's where I am. So 
So my ex has definitely prepared me for my next. And that's a thank you moment. I'm not even mad about it. Yeah, we go through the hurt and the pain, but it's like, once we get through all of it, it's like, thank you. Because now I'm free from all of the mess that I had to deal with. Like, I don't want to have to worry about someone stepping out on me. Someone having a kid on me. Someone sleeping with someone else behind my back. I don't want to ever have to worry about that. So it's like, I ain't giving nobody seven to eight chances no more. And that's what I was doing. It was just like, oh, I'm mad at you. Oh, okay. I know you're going to cheat again. I'm going to prepare myself. Here we go again. Six months down the line, I'm checking your phone, checking the records, going through this, doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. Because me and God got this. Communication. And I realize that that prayer works. If I just feel like something ain't right. I don't have time. That's where I am. I don't have to nag you. Fuss. Argue. None of that. You want to be respected. I do too. I'm no less of a person than you are. I don't care if you are the man in the situation. You don't get to disrespect me. If you don't value me, let me go. Let me be free so that someone can come into my life that will value me. So right now, this is thank you. Thank you for doing me wrong because I was able to free myself. And I can go on and get the love that was supposed to be for me. I'm no longer a prisoner to those calls, those messages. Are you messing with my man? No. I can't. I've lost enough sleep. I've smoked enough cigarettes. I've had enough headaches. I've had enough heartache. So now I'm in thank you mode. Thank you for showing me that I deserve so much more than that. Thank you for allowing me to be free. Hell, thank you for cheating on me. Thank you for abusing me. Thank you for using me. Thank you for lying to me. Thank you. Because now I am a stronger person who's not willing to give all those chances, who's not willing to be second best, who's not willing to tolerate anything less 
than what God has for me. So thank you. And now I thank y'all for listening to this episode and I hope you come back next week.